Hello. Hi, guys. And welcome to Moody. A true crime podcast. Um, I know some of you may be confused <laughs> on why it's just changing, but okay. The explanation is, is that when we made our first podcast, we named it Movie Bitches, and it turns out somebody already has a podcast called Let's Have a Kiki or something, but then it says Movie Bitches, and every time you search them, it comes up Movie Bitches. And they have a big following. It's like 14,000 followers just on Instagram alone. And there's only like 25 of you. <laughs> on our original podcast. So right now, there's zero currently listening until we, you know, upload and everything. We also need to change the cover on Spotify. It's still as movie bitches. No, no, no. That's, that's taken down. We have a whole new... Oh, we're having a whole... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's st- it still pops up when you look for it. Yeah, but it'll be deleted in about a week. Okay. Or 30 days or something. But okay. yeah. So it'll still be up there for a little bit. So technically, you guys can still listen to Movie Bitches on Spotify, but it will end up being deleted at some point, according to the RSS um, website. I guess it takes a little bit to get the, the episodes deleted. Or they'll still be there, but we won't be allowed to upload any new ones. Um, but it doesn't matter because we weren't making money off of those anyway. So like, you know how long it took us to get those twenty five followers. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> share us with your friends. I really think that this one's gonna pick up a little bit more though. I hope so because like everyone's like, oh, true crime. Yeah, there are already like, we got a new follower on the on the Instagram today. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Brianna okay. knows her, I guess. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I okay. guess it said that she was following her or something. Oh, is that who that was? I saw the notification at work, and I was just like, I'm too tired to look at this right now. Yeah. Don't worry. I checked it out. This girl? No. No? Oh, I'm on. <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> I was like, I was like, um, I'm Tamara. I'm Azriella. <laughs> and this is a true crime comedy podcast. Now, listen, we don't think that true, true crime is funny. Yeah. But we do find other shit hilarious. So we'll have, like, you know, the occasional banter. Yeah. Don't worry. We're not laughing at anything that has to do with murder or rape or anything like that. All right. So are you ready for our first, very first moody episode? Sorry, I just (laughs) ate a dragon fruit and it's so gross. (laughs) She works at Starbucks. I'm so tired, guys. I just literally worked 9 to 5.45. And I'm ready to kill myself. She's got to learn how to speak up. I'm ready to fucking kill myself. Is that better? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, actually, when it looks like that, that's a good, that's a good level. Okay. <laughs> when it hits the fucking zero. Um, okay, so are you, are you ready, though? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, this one might not be very good, because I want to start off by saying there's not a lot known about this case. This was in 1959. And when you try and search up... Florida. It was a (laughs) moida. No, that's the 1920s. No, but when you try and search this up, it's like you get a few blog posts about it. And then, like, the FBI.gov. Isn't isn't that crazy? Like, that's like the fourth one down is FBI. But, like, the top... Okay, here's what's crazy. The top two recent... Like, what are they called? The top two blogs that I found. Mm-hmm. The first one I got like majority of my information from because I was like, oh, this is so good. This is so detailed. So I was like, okay, cool. I go to the next fucking, the next website down. It's the exact same everything, but a completely different person's blog. I was like, so who copied who? 
Yeah, when I'm... Because I'm looking at my case right now. Yeah. And, like, it's a very well-known case, so... Well, I'm pretty sure well-known, but... Oh, well, you can't tell me. I'm not so. going to tell you what it is. It, we want, we're not telling anybody anything until we actually no, do the episode. Exactly. So, uh, but there's, like, a lot of, like, things that are exactly the same, but there's also a lot more. On no, it. I'm telling you, the way that it was laid out and all of the words are the exact same. It was, like, copy so, and pasted. So they plagiarized. Me. <laughs> me. <laughs> so I don't know if it was True Crime Diva or the other one that I was on that plagiarized, but... We're uh. adding you guys whoever wrote this. Yeah. Okay, so this is the 1959 disappearance of Danny Barter. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So it happened 61 years ago as of 2020. Um, The only people who I found to have talked in any type of interview were the mother and a sister. So Danny's mom, Maxine, and Danny's sister, Wanda. Okay. I couldn't find any other sibling or parent that actually gave an interview, except there was, like, one quoted thing from one of Danny's brothers, I believe it was Bobby, and he just said, like, one minute he was there and the next minute he was gone. And it wasn't, like, I don't know if it was an official interview, because literally there was only one cited thing and there was no other information. Before you get started? Yeah. How did you find this case, like... Oh, what, what, like, what oh, you, you want to know my Virgo mind? Yeah, I want to know how you started this case, what, like, brought you to this, like, did you just look up, like, cases? No, like- so, I'm going state by state, so this was in Alabama, because yeah. it's the number, it's the first state on the alphabet, you know? It's yeah. <laughs> I'm going in alphabetical order. <laughs> um, so when you search up, like, uh, I don't really know, I just searched up, like, a alphabetical cases in Alabama and I don't know why this was the first one it doesn't make sense but it was 1959 and it was about this boy Danny it's the first case ever known in Alabama it is the first case ever reported in the whole world yeah no yeah that's just how I found it but I mean like next time it'll be an Arizona case for me (laughs) Danny Barter which is the boy that goes sorry um (laughs) it wouldn't be Arizona it would be Alaska Alaska, Arizona. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alabama, Arkansas. No, yeah, no. I yeah, okay, Alaska. Whatever. Okay. So Danny Barter was born December twelfth, nineteen fifty four in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. I believe it's pronounced Mobile, so I didn't look that up. <laughs> I forgot to. He was the fourth of seven children. Jesus at the time. He had Brown hair and brown eyes, and at the time of his disappearance, he was three feet tall and weighed 50 pounds. He was four years old. So, yeah, he goes missing when he's four. Oh, my God. I thought he was going to be old. Okay. No, he's four. His parents are Paul and Maxine. Paul was raised in Mobile, Alabama, and was in the U.S. Army, and he met Maxine when she was working in a local restaurant as a waitress. There's not much really known about his parents. Um, There wasn't really a reason to, because people don't suspect anything about the parents. Yeah. Which baffles me, and I'll tell you why later. His siblings are Wanda, who was 13 at the time of his disappearance, Steve, who was 11, Ronald, who was 10, Bobby, who was 8, and Teresa and Michael, who were 3. So they were twins. And then Danny was 4. Yeah. So they had them pretty close in age, except for that gap between Bobby and Danny. Yeah. 
So on June 17, 1959, Paul Maxine, Steve, Ronald, Bobby, Danny, along with Paul's brother Jim and his son, which it told me his son's name, but when I tried to, like, find that name, it's, like, not a... Yeah, yeah, like, it's Renault or something like that, but it's spelled, like, R-U-N-E-A-U. And when I tried to look up the pronunciation, the only thing that came up was Juno. And I was like, maybe they just got the name wrong? Maybe it's Juno, but somebody accidentally put an R now. Maybe. But, yeah, so I just been calling him Jim's son. Uh, They went on a camping trip at at a beach in Perdido Bay, and that's in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Wanda stayed with Maxine's mother, Rennie, in Toxie, Alabama, or Toxie, I'm not sure, while the twins stayed with Jim's wife, Vera. Or Vera, whichever one you like to call it. Whichever one you are. <laughs> um, on the first night of the camping trip, Paul and Jim slept in the tent, while Maxine and the five boys slept in their station wagon. She had to stay in the tent with all five boys. Yeah. That Or not the tent, the, the, the car with the five boys. Which I was like, Jesus, is that one kid per seat? <laughs> like, I'm not sure if that was planned or if they forgot another tent, but that seems like too many people sleeping in one station wagon, yeah. in my opinion. I feel like, why would you do that? That's not a camping trip. <laughs> You're glamping. Why people really be like that? Honestly. Also, Danny was super, super adorable. Yeah? Yeah. Like, you know, like, what a 50s greaser looks like? Yeah. He looks like that as a little <laughs> child. He was so cute. In 2008, his sister Wanda gave an interview and said it was a camping trip, but they actually went there to help clear the land for a beach house they wanted to build. But I did find that the family was not that well off, so them being able to afford seven kids and two homes, especially one on the beach, is very surprising Sorry, to me. Sorry, I just wiped off my head. <laughs> Do you really like I forgot about it. Oh, yeah. So, like, them being able to afford two houses and seven kids. That's... Is like, but they weren't well off. Like that, that baffles me. Yeah, I was like the times though. The time I wish. God damn it! <laughs> On the morning of June eighteenth, nineteen fifty nine, Maxine, Danny, and one of his brothers, which is never specified who, went to a local store to pick up some snacks, drinks, and breakfast food. Yeah. In some of the early reports, people said that Paul was the one who went to the store, but that was proved wrong. And the only reason why I think that that was a distinct like thing to point out was unless somebody saw Danny at the store and went and how did they get that mixed up though well that's what I don't know I don't know who reported that it was their dad that went to the store yeah when they got back Maxine made breakfast while Paul played with all the boys and at some point Maxine and Paul promised to take Danny fishing in the shallow waters of Perdido Bay it's also shallow like Wanda said that you could walk and walk and walk in the waters, and it would take a while for it to even get up to your knees. Like, he couldn't have been in the water. Yeah. Why would they... Okay, one thing that I had a question about was why would you promise to take your four-year-old fishing, but not any of the other boys? Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, like, you both are gonna take him fishing, even though all there are five other boys there, or four other boys there. Like, I mean, how old, like, are the boys? Like Eleven. They range from eleven to eight. Okay. So. I mean, like, I get, like, being, like, a little bit older and not wanting to be, like, oh, with your parents. Yeah, but you're on a camping trip with, your with nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, like, that's a little sketch, honestly, because it's just, like, why are you only going to take the one child? And the youngest one. Exactly. Yeah. So unless this is, like, 
you know, they go camping here frequently, but mm-hmm. again, there's no reports on it. Like, like I said, there's not a lot known. Also, where is everyone during this? Because I'll tell you later, but they're, like, not around. Like, nobody sees anything. Like, Jim and his son, they're not even mentioned as if they didn't even go. So, between 9.30 and 10 a.m., Maxine and Paul were untangling the fishing lines while Danny was playing near the water. Now, in some reports, it is stated that Maxine was untangling them alone and Danny was standing next to her. Mm -hmm. But in other reports that I read, it's her and Paul doing them and Danny's playing by the water. Again, how? How do you get that mixed up? Yeah. Because there's one report, but like, which one is it? Was he standing next to you while you were doing it alone? Or were you working on this with your husband and your son was overplaying in the waters? Mm-hmm. It's a very important distinction because one, Maxine says she looks up a little while later and Danny's gone. So they're untangling these fishing lines and then she looks up and Danny's nowhere to be seen. I don't understand. Like, your whole family is there, so I don't understand how a child can just go missing that fast. Which, I mean, I understand in some cases, like, where children are, like, you know... They wander off. Yeah, they do that. They're they're quick. They're fast. Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, having your entire family there... Yeah. Seven kids. One of well, them... Well, six kids, six other kids. Well, four the- other boys, because they didn't have all their kids there. So it was oh. just the four boys, their, their three sons and then their nephew... And then another adult. Well, still. Yeah, that's that's still, yeah. Maxine said that she looked for Danny for ten minutes before running to a nearby house and calling police. I'm sorry, but if my, okay, I don't have children. Yeah. if my, if I ever had children, my children or my nieces or my nephew, if I am looking for them and I don't find them immediately, like. Yeah, you're going to. I'm going to go right away and be like, hey, my child is missing. Yeah. Ten minutes. What do you... What? The police, hundreds of volunteers and sailors from the Naval Air Station in Pensacola and other bases located in and around Alabama and Florida helped look for Danny for days. So, that's a lot of people looking for him. Yeah. And, um, apparently alligators were gutted in search of his remains because they think that he was eaten by alligators. No, go ahead. Say what you you think. Okay. What? Okay, so... You would... Okay, a a child being eaten by an alligator? You would fucking hear that. You would hear that. That is what I don't understand. Okay. Oh my god. They're killing innocent animals. Okay, so I, 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 get, I understand. No, but according to two sources, the Charlie Project or CharlieProject.org and RCCCMCC.com or the Resource Center for Cold Case Missing Children's Cases, it was only two alligators. But again, what prompted you to only kill two alligators? Yeah. Which two alligators did you decide you were gonna s- just gut? Like, yeah. and here's another thing, Perdido Bay. I just looked up pictures of it because I was like, the description of it is that there were, it's swampy, except it's a beach and Mm -hmm. a campsite Mm -hmm. and there's houses and there's a bridge that leads to a highway and there's prickly forest area. What is that? Like, why would you take your children there? They're building a house there. They're building a beach house there. 
but I'm going to show you really quick what I could find. This is what it, what it looks like, essentially. All along here, there's, there's trees, mm -hmm. but this doesn't look like alligator-infested waters. No, not at all. It's described as a swamp. That looks like a beach to me. What part of this bay were they on where it was swampy? Also, sorry, if they're building a house there, two of the children are not there. Three. Three of the children are not there. Why take a four-year-old there when you're building a house? They were clearing the land. So they were going there to, like, clean it up. Okay, but why take a four-year-old? Why go on a camping trip? Yeah. Why not just have Jim and Paul go clear up the land? Exactly. Maybe take two of the boys. It makes no sense to me. Okay. So... Well, I'm getting pissed. I'm not sure if this is fortunate or unfortunate, but nothing was found. Um, and the reason why I say that is because it would have been a horrible way for a four-year-old to die. Being eaten alive by an alligator. Yes, and again, not something that is just gonna, like, you're not gonna notice. Yeah. You're gonna be able to hear that. But at the same time, I don't know if that was a better fate than what might have actually happened to him. Yeah. You know, because it's like, if he was abducted by a stranger. Or, gosh forbid. Drowned, or what? his parents did exactly. something. Yeah. So after reading a newspaper article, a veterinarian from Gadsden, Alabama, named Dr. S.R. Monroe, offered his trained dogs to help in the search of Danny, and of course the police accepted. They were like, yeah, that's amazing. Like, we could really use search dogs. Yeah. Um, these dogs searched the area for several days, and they constantly went back to the same part of the pavement surrounding the campsite. Why? Why go to the exact same piece of pavement? The dogs? Yeah, the blood. They are like bloodhounds or something like that. And you know, those and are like did search they dogs. Search the pavement? Well, I don't. It's 1959, so like, what would they have found that they could like? Because I don't know if they had luminol, you know, like to test for blood. But still, I like, don't know. Okay. Yeah, no. There's no like. Oh, it gets worse, dude. It gets fucking worse. If the dog, dog, ah. The dogs are sniffing this this it's pavement. It's exact same area. Which means they either picked up on his scent or his his blood or something. I don't know. Dr. Monroe stated that the child did not leave the scene walking. So he thinks he doesn't think that the kid just like up and walked away. But how is that possible when his whole family's around and they say that he was by the water and now he's gone? Yeah. You th nobody's that fast. He also stated that if Danny had been eaten by alligators, his dogs would have led him to the scene. But since they didn't, it's unlikely that he was eaten by alligators. So then you killed alligators for no reason? Well, they killed them before the doctor got there. Oh. Okay. So technically, they didn't know. Okay, remember, they're all at this campsite, and Danny goes missing right in front of them. Right in front of his mom, without her ever hearing, one, him walk away... Which, if your kid is playing in the water, why are you not looking up every two seconds? Yeah, exactly. Two, him being dragged into the water by an alligator or eaten alive by an alligator, you would hear some form of splashing, you would hear him screaming, like, you would hear chomping, like, there's no way that an alligator would just come up and then all of a sudden you're gone. Yeah. There would be some sort of, like, whoosh, whoosh, you know? Yeah. Because don't they, like, flap you around they and do. slap you from, <laughs> like... They, they kill you first. Yeah, and he would have screamed. Like, it, let's say an alligator came up and he just grabbed his leg. You're gonna... He's gonna scream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anybody. And a four-year-old? Like, exactly. come on. Him being kidnapped by a stranger... Makes no sense to me. Well, like... 
Okay, it might make a little bit more sense in a little bit. There's a couple of really, yeah. Or four, splashing from him drowning. Especially in shallow water. Exactly. If he had drowned in that water, they would have seen his body. Mm -hmm. It's not like this is, like, getting taken out by waves. If this is the swampy area that they're saying it is, this is pretty calm water. Yeah. So, and if it's that shallow, you're gonna see his body. He's Mm -hmm. not gonna sink. I just question, like, how does that happen? How does any of that happen without you realizing? (laughs) Danny's mom and dad said that he was afraid of the water, so they don't think he would have gone in on his own. But you've literally just said that he was playing in the water. Yeah. These reports are, like, even on the FBI.org. Which one was it? Like, which is it? That's what I don't understand. FBI.org says Danny was playing in the water. In one other report that I read, Maxine said he was standing right next to her. That's two completely different stories. Yeah. And and I was talking to Eric about it, and he was like, well, if you think about it, like, getting fishing lines untangled has to be a really tedious job. Like, there's no, you know, there's no way to do that. And then he's like, she might have just gotten lost in thought, like, you know, like, oh, trying to get it, and then was like, oh, shit, my kid, and looked up and he was gone. Your other family members are there. Sure. But also, as a mom... Of a four-year-old? Exactly. I'm not leaving her near water. No. Especially not one that I know alligators are in. Exactly. You live in Alabama. Yeah. You're you... at a beach. Like, pay attention to your kid. I'm so sorry if your kid has ever drowned in water or been, you know, you thought somebody was watching them and it just, something happened. It can take a matter of seconds. I know that. Something happened to him. Maxine told police that she believes someone kidnapped Danny, which is like, yeah, if you can't find him in the water and you you think that, you know, you would have heard something from alligators eating yeah. him, sure. The only other thing is somebody kidnapped him. Um, he was barefoot and only wearing shorts. And that's important because that means he's not wearing a shirt and he's not wearing shoes and the the land around them is prickly bushes. So he's not going to just go walk into them without, like, oh, my feet, oh, my yeah. feet, you know? My kid wouldn't. I mean, they walk around in our rocks, but that's not bushes that are stabbing the shit out of you. Yeah. I would say another possibility is that he went into the woods and got lost and fell or something, but when you have hundreds of volunteers looking... Looking for a body? you or... think you would find it. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of animals are in that little wooded area. Like, I... I have a feeling it's not, like, bears and shit. Yeah. They're in Alabama next to a beach. (laughs) So, it's just, like, there are very few scenarios that could have happened. Yeah. The police did not believe her that he was kidnapped. I mean, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) But I just was like, what do you mean? It's your job to look at all possible scenarios. Like, you can't just say, no, I don't believe you. You need to look into that. Yeah. Why do you think he was kidnapped? What made, what makes you think that somebody came up to your campsite and kidnapped your kid right in front of you? According to Danny's sister, Wanda, you could see the bridge going into Florida from the site. So, like, there's a bridge that leads to a highway. Someone could have grabbed Danny, got on US-98, and been long gone in a couple of hours. When did they have time to come get your brother? Where did they pick him up at? Okay. When they had gotten back from the store, Danny had grabbed a knee-high, which is a fruit-flavored soda, and that bottle was never found. 
So they didn't find it in the water. They didn't find it in the woods. They didn't find it at the campsite. No, no trash cans, not inside the car, nothing. They couldn't find it. Yeah. Which is another reason why they all of a sudden started believing Maxine and they were like, well, maybe he was kidnapped. Maybe he wasn't eaten by alligators because we would have seen something. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but like me being who I am and, you know, how much I listen to true crime and stuff, <laughs> I'm thinking of every scenario in my head of how the parents could have done something. And not even just the parents. The His f- uncle was there. I'm, okay. <sighs> but there's another reason why I think. As messed up as it is, I'm like, what if the whole family was in on it? Ooh, that would be tough. Maxine has said that if he was kidnapped, that the person who took him would take good care of him because he was such a sweet and beautiful boy. That's not how that works. That kills me because we all want to believe that somebody would take care of our baby. Like, our literal baby. Yeah. But people are fucking sick. Exactly. People are disgusting. A person who... Okay, I'm sorry to say it, but a person who's going to kidnap your kid... A person who's kidnapping a child... Is not going to take care of your child. No. Not at all. Unless they're, like... Oh, sure. But unless they're, like, a woman who lost a baby and just wants a baby, those are the only people that are going to take care of your kids. There's no man or delirious person in the world that's going to look at your kid and be like, I'm going to take them from their family and treat them so much better. No. They're rapists. They're pedophiles. They are murderers. They're sick and disgusting. Okay, so this is where shit gets weird and made people more open to the fact that maybe he was kidnapped. Okay. Okay, so apparently a lot of shit happened to the barters before the camping trip. So a month before the trip, Maxine was hanging their clothes out to dry when she noticed a man in a car sitting outside of her home. She got worried for the safety of the young girls in the neighborhood. Because creepy man in creepy car equals creep. Yeah. (laughs) So she went to walk up to his car and he noticed and he pulled up um, a newspaper and covered his face with it. Ew. So she couldn't see his face. And she was like, oh, that's weird. So she kept walking closer to his car. Mm -hmm. And as she was approaching closer, he sped off. So just like that, he sped off just like that. So then one night, a neighbor's German shepherd ran into the barter's yard on the side of the house. And when the neighbor ran after the dog, there was a man standing in their yard looking into Danny's room while he was asleep. Ew. Yeah. The boys, there, Danny and uh, I think like one or two of his other brothers were asleep in the same room on bunk beds, and the man was underneath the window staring at them. What do they do? The neighbor ran in to get Maxine, but when they got back, the man was gone. And they called the police, and the police came and took like photographs and casts of the footprints on the ground. But guess what? Nobody knows what happened to that evidence. The police lost it. How the fuck do you lose evidence like that? Like, I don't understand. Because they probably thought it was just a peeping Tom. <laughs> a peeping Tom on children is not just a peeping Tom. Are you fa- A-cab. A-cab. <laughs> A-cab. Alabama Even police. in 1950. Yeah. So, I said, how fucking shitty. However, this is 1959, so it's highly unlikely that they would have been able to do anything with them at that time anyway. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't have kept them until today. Yeah. And ran DNA, or, like, ran, like, I don't know how you would find, like, shoe, you know? Especially from 1950. Yeah, like, I don't know. So, the last incident to occur was the day Danny went missing. Mm-hmm. Remember, 
how I mentioned earlier that I thought maybe somebody had seen Danny at the store. Like, if they had gone to the store, like, it was possible that somebody saw them. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. So, Danny and his brother were left in the car. And this is what made no sense, because in some reports, it said that Maxine and the boys went inside and got everything. But in this report, and according to Danny's brother, he said, me and Danny were in the car together, and a man drove up and parked next to my mom's car, and when she went inside, he stared at us the whole time. He stared at them the whole time until he saw Maxine coming back out, and then he backed out and left. The same man? Or? They don't know. They don't know. It's highly possible it was the same man, but Maxine didn't think anything of it. Like, the boy, like, not the boy, but her son told her, and she didn't think anything of it. As a mother! What? Especially after seeing somebody watch your children, your neighbors telling you that there's somebody watching your kids, you think nothing of it. You think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. It makes me upset, because... Like, he could have described the man to his mom. And she could have been like, And hey. she could have given that description to a cop. Mm-hmm. But instead, she was like, oh, no big deal. Let's just go back to the campsite. Like, what are you talking about? The family thinks they were being stalked. And they think that the same person who was stalking them was the guy who kidnapped Danny. But it's like, what an alibi. You know? Yeah. And that's what gets me. Because you have how many people there? Seven? Six? Seven, I think. Seven people on the campsite. There's the five boys and then the three adults. Mm-hmm. Eight. Seven people. Eight. Eight people there. Seven counting without counting. Yeah. Any. Um, and nobody sees a thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody notices anything. And there are houses around. And nobody is like, hey. And you would think as a child, like, you would hear, like, him say something. If you're okay, this was one of my or other hearing an unrecognizable voice. <sighs> okay, so when when I'm done th- going through this, I'll I'll tell you my thoughts, like my official thoughts. I have my thoughts. I already have my. <laughs> yeah, the Barters ended up moving because Maxine couldn't stand being in the home without Danny, and every time she went to the store, someone would always ask her about him, which is like fucked up. Like leave her alone. Why would the f- Why the fuck would you ask that? Like. Like, what are you trying... Like, do you think it was them? Like, what are you asking? Why yeah. Why is it any of your business? Why are you asking about the Why tri- are you asking the actual mom? Get it from somebody else. Get your information from somebody else like we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go call Wanda, his sister, and be like, hey, what happened to your brother? <laughs> She's probably has no idea where he is, unless she does, but either, you know, either way. She probably blames herself every day for not noticing him being taken right in front of her, mm-hmm. which is like... If she had nothing to do with it, then this is really fucked. Yeah. Like, she is probably just, like, I, he, I was right there and I didn't see anything. Which, oh, that would kill me. Paul was approved for a VA loan, which is a Veterans Affair loan. Mm -hmm. So they moved to a house on Mobile's Dog River. I don't know where that is, but it's in Alabama. Oh, yeah. But in 1962, they moved again into a house Maxine's brother owned in Choctaw County, about 115 miles north of Mobile. So I think she just wanted to get out of the actual area that they were in. She probably understandably. Yeah, but also another cover up. <laughs> Paul got a job on a boat in Louisiana as a cook and was not home often. So this basically broke their family apart. Like 
yeah he gets a job and now he won't he's not like coming home very often you know she's having to stay home and take care of all these kids in 1963 one of maxine's sisters became extremely ill so the barter family relocated to texas so she could be with her sister and in 1965 paul barter died of a heart attack on uh, at the age of 46 fucking six years after his son goes missing he dies of a heart attack and i think that he just let himself go yeah. And he was like, what's the point? Like, you know, what's the point even though I have six other kids? Yeah. Well, yeah. Danny Barter's case was cold for decades, and police had no evidence and no leads. In 2008, the case was reopened after the FBI were told about a man who was sitting in a public place talking about Danny and what happened. Yeah. So, somebody overheard somebody talking in a public place, a man, and he was talking about the disappearance there's no details on that like there's no like this was the gist of what was said there's also no like we looked into that what yeah like i don't know you can't find anything about it i don't understand you would think that that would have been a break in the case like what like 40 years later yeah something like that like you would you hear someone talk about it you're not automatically thinking, hey, maybe this is the person who done it. Or who did it. <laughs> who done it. <laughs> or maybe that's like they were the brother, like the, or like that the the person who took them, that was their son. Yeah. And then they were raised with Danny or they were there when Danny was murdered. Like because it's been, I believe in two thousand eight, that makes it like fifty something years. Mm-hmm. And like forty eight, fifty years. But it's like you you've got to know, like, people don't just... Don't just do that. Yeah, like, you're not in a public place to... I mean, like, technically, technically we would talk about it, but not, like, details. Yeah. Not, like, like, oh... This is what happened. This is what happened. Because nobody knows what happened to him. Yeah, exactly. And if you have details, what the hell do you have details about? Mm-hmm. Family members gave their DNA in case any evidence came up regarding Danny that could be tested. Uh, Maxine was a month pregnant when Danny went missing. And she didn't know. Which is, like, understandable you didn't know. It's yeah. 1959. There's nothing. Yeah. So, she gave birth to a son named Anthony in February of 1960, who died of Hodgkin's disease in 1997. So, for those who don't know, um, Hodgkin's disease is a cancer of the immune system that develops from abnormal B cells. And my nephew has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And that's um, cancer of the abnormal lymphocytes. Danny's brother, Bobby, died in 2010, uh, his mom also died, uh, somewhere, I don't know when, I didn't remember writing it down, my bad. Um, his other siblings are alive and living in Texas, hoping that his case will be solved. The FBI's website still shows Danny's picture to remind everyone to keep trying to find what happened to him. I'm assuming that if somebody took Danny, they were around Danny's parents' age. I mean, because if it, if you saw a man in, a man, like a full-grown man in a window yeah. peeping at little boys, they're gonna be probably... 10 years younger than the parents. Mm-hmm. Like, the parents were only in their 40s. Well, like, late 30s, early 40s. So it's like, there, there's no way that this man is either alive or able to even tell the story. Yeah. And he's probably going to either take it to the grave or has already taken it to the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is that if it wasn't the parents, it could have been their uncle. Or it could have been all of them. Or it could have been a stranger. What are your thoughts? I'm stuck on <laughs> it either being the parents 
or just like the family because there's no I, I feel like there's no way that a person could just come up especially okay so let's say that she, okay she's untangling like the fish whatever yeah okay and they're all at one campsite <laughs> you would think that while doing that you're not standing too far away from Danny like maybe he's like and with her saying he was right next to her Maybe she was, like, standing right here and he was right there in the water. Maybe. No way. Did somebody come up and take him. Yeah, exactly. Especially the entire family there. No way an alligator came up and ate him. No way he drowned. Impossible. I feel like it's impossible. Like, I mean, like, obviously, like, things can happen. happened. Yeah. Maybe somebody was, like, hiding in the bush and he saw, like, or something and he went over there and he just, like, grabbed him. But wouldn't you hear, hear, like... You would hear. You would hear something. Something mm-hmm. would have had to have been heard. There's no scenario in which there wouldn't have been something important happening. Like, you would hear something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if he screamed... Uh, me, as a parent, if my kid screams, I'm going to look up. Yeah. Especially if I'm near water. Especially if I'm in an unknown area. Like, I'm not going to take my eyes off my kid, even around water. Mm-hmm. Like... So, for me, hearing that she was paying more attention to untangling fishing lines and her son, her four-year-old, is out playing in the water, that's your nephew and my daughter's age. There's no fucking way. I just don't understand how you can get so engrossed in in untangling fishing lines that you don't see your son disappear Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. Exactly. Why aren't you facing him? Why aren't you facing that way? If, like, if if she wasn't, like... Why aren't you in line of sight of him? Because even if you are untangling fishing lines, if I'm looking down, you can I can still s- see. Yeah, you can still see. Kind of like if there's any movement, you would look up because it's like, what's going on? Yeah, unless she's facing the other way, and if she is, why? Why are you facing away from your child who's playing in the water? And why are there two separate reports? One or like just I guess websites that are saying two different things. Mm-hmm. It's obviously why? a game of telephone at this point because yeah. it's so long ago. But why is one of them saying that it was you untangling the lines and all of a sudden your son is gone? Yeah. And why is there another one where it's you and your husband untangling it and your son is playing in the water? Your husband didn't look up either. Mm-hmm. Your husband didn't didn't notice anything either. Exactly. The other four boys and your your brother-in-law didn't see anything, didn't hear anything, weren't paying attention to him. The no. boys were off playing somewhere, and Jim was where? Where was your brother-in-law? Like, I don't understand. Why didn't you think, you know, somebody was stalking us? Let me just take my kid to an open area where anything can happen. And that's something else that gets me? Because it's just like, okay. What an alibi? <laughs> what an alibi? And it's just like, Unless she wanted that. No, that's sad. It is. It's sad. It's so sad. But you know, the, like, she has seven kids. And another one on the way another that she doesn't know about. Another on the way she doesn't know about. They're already struggling. And as sad as it's fucked up as it is to think, parents have done shit like that. Yeah. And it's just like... And who knows if Danny was, like, a problem child or... Exactly. Yeah. Or is she, I mean, like, Eric made a creepy point. He said it's extremely possible that the man or the person who took Danny, if somebody did, was watching them when they were asleep in the in the car. 
that, like, he could have come up and seen Danny sleeping in the car. Yeah. But then he said, why only Danny? Like, was it just because he was the youngest? Was he the easiest to grab at the, at the moment? He said, was it maybe somebody that was, like, a, a murderer at the time that Danny just happened to be in his line of sight? And he was like, you're, you're in a secluded area on a beach and I, your parents aren't paying attention to you. This is broad fucking daylight, too. So exactly. it's like... But, of course, I don't have high hopes for this case. No. I... It's been 61 years. I don't think that this case will ever be solved, and... And considering that people, you know, it's... it's like, the police are, are have already... Lost a ton of lost evidence. Lost evidence, have not taken, like, any new evidence that they weren't, came into, like, their, their it, it seems like they didn't even talk to anybody that lived around the area. Why? Why Why aren't you asking questions? Why aren't you asking people who live around there? And it, it never said that they put it out. I don't know. I'm pretty sure APBs weren't a thing in the 50s and 60s because I feel like that happened when um, Amber, whatever her name yeah. was, the Amber Alert. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Why aren't you putting out flyers? Why yeah. aren't you asking around? Why aren't you searching like that? Like... You know why. It's a missing <laughs> child. Yeah, but Even in the 50s, it's still a missing child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it just, it baffles me the way that they didn't. The way, like, okay, even now, just the way police handle certain situations mm-hmm. literally makes no sense to me. Like, it makes me so angry because just like, why aren't you doing your job above and beyond you are a police officer especially for a child especially for a child why aren't you doing everything that you can yeah i i can't answer that because i don't i don't believe that they do it just this case made me mad it makes you it makes me mad yeah i'm so mad it's one of those cases where i was like is it a heavy hitter or is it just it could have been solved i feel i feel like it could have been it could have been solved Okay, it could have been solved if they would have, like, maybe taken those accounts more seriously with yeah. the guy that was randomly... And if, like, the mother would have been like, hey, that guy was watching you, what or, did he look yeah, like? Yeah, that part where uh, there was a creepy man staring at you while you guys were just in the car. What the hell is that? Like, yeah, especially knowing that, like, people you saw... Hey, did maybe... Did maybe that boy go up to one of his other brothers or his dad or his uncle and was like, yeah, I don't know, there was a man staring at us when we were there. And, like, nobody else said anything? Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't you as a child be like, no, this creepy thing happened to me? Yeah. I would say something as a child. I would have been like, oh, that was really creepy. Like, I didn't like that. What parent just is like, oh, that's nothing. Unless you have this planned. Exactly. That's the thing. Unless you already have this planned. That's that's what I'm getting at. It's just like, why would you not take that into account? I don't know. My other theory was that she knew she was pregnant with that one and she was farther along than a month. And she couldn't afford another kid. So but she, she was... couldn't get a, an abortion because it's the fucking 60s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, get rid of one. Mm-hmm. Lots of theories, lots of possible scenarios, lots of... These are just our opinions. Of course, any scenario could be possible. We're not saying that she did this. We're not saying that it was the family. We're just saying But that, something happened. Yeah. Something happened, and I feel like they know more than what they're saying. Oh, 100%. I feel that way. Like, And why did the only people who talk 
why was it only the mom and the sister? Yeah, why didn't more people say anything? Yeah. Why is there such little information on this? They never built that house. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. But oh I think that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's that's obviously it, but, like, I'm just yeah, angry. That's, that's the whole case so far. Like, the, I mean, in the past 61 years, that's the whole case. Mm. His name was Danny Barter, and he was four. I just want you guys to remember that. Because he didn't deserve whatever happened to him. No, of He's course not. No child deserves that. No. Um, probably nobody in this are going to deserve anything that happened to them. Well, the next case... Ooh, interesting. You guys are gonna be like, well, if you already don't know the case, or if you didn't know the case, you're gonna be like, yeah, fuck this person. I probably don't know it. No, you know it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I know you know it. Guaranteed it's Richard Ramirez. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh I kind of want to do Richard Ramirez, but I'll do that. <laughs> That'll be my next one. It's a big case, too, so. I do have, so, I posted on our Instagram that I wanted people to send in their stories. Ooh. Yeah. And... Anthony's fiance Amanda, my sister-in-law, she told me that her mom dated the baseline killer. It's a local killer here mm-hmm. who like raped and murdered like a dozen women. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, listen. My uh, what's it? Who is he to me? Like my stepbrother's uh half brother is related to Charles Manson. You told me that. And yeah. then we know somebody who's related to Yeah, Charles someone Manson. from high school. Yeah, um, Matt and Chris, yeah. they're, they're related to Charles Manson. Like, they're, uh, so it's his uncle, mm-hmm. and I guess, like, the family always says, oh, you have your uncle's eyes. Imagine being told that you have Charles Manson's eyes. Well, the Matt and Chris have his, uh, his drawing ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look like. Oh, they do they look, look like, like him. They look like him. And they're short. Yeah. The long hair and everything, too. Yeah. So. Oh, oh my God. I do have a hometown story, but maybe I'll save that for next time. It's per- it's like a personal one. Happened, oh, like, I thought you meant, like. No, no, no. It's like, a, like it happened, like, my my mom told me. Right after I had my daughter. I want to tell you what place this took place in. I won't know. Yeah, you will. I mean, like, I want to know you will know, but, like, I want to know, I want to tell you, like, <laughs> oh, you'll just have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you guys can follow us on Instagram at moody underscore a true crime podcast. And then on Twitter at moody underscore crime. And then it's She's moody a true crime podcast. Yeah, that's so that's the, the handle, moody a true crime podcast. Yes. And then, um, if you want to send us an email with your story, please, please do it. Please do it. We will oh. read it on here. We'll, you know, you can say whether or not you want your name said yeah. at moodypodcast at gmail.com. Okay. So it's M-O-O-D-Y. <laughs> and then we'll go ahead and put that in the description too. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that was our first episode and, um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. I don't know how to sign off on this one.